Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, we're going to talk about Dr. Mario on this episode of Two Dudes in an S. Uh, but before we get into anything else, I just want to give you the opportunity. This is a doctor episode. Uh, I do have a little something special planned for later on the episode, but you may want to go ahead and put a disclaimer here at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, one of those things where it's like, uh, this is not medical advice. This is just purely <laughs> entertainment, just in case anything comes out. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or this is supposed to be medical advice. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that ever. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm being judged by my, my, my uh, washer. You mean like your washing machine? Yeah, my washing machine. I'm being, I'm being judged by it. It's, it's what is it texting you, letting you know that your clothes are sour again? <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got so we got this new washer and dryer, which is like hooks up to the Wi-Fi, and so I get like alerts from my phone that says, first it tells you when it's ready, when it's done, which is kind of nice, right? But then it tells you, hey, it doesn't say it this way, but it's like, uh, damp laundry's been in the washer for thirty minutes now. <laughs> it's uh, it starts judging you over over periods of time how nice so, yeah so if you so don't do you need to go do you need to go take care of that or no i can just deal with it just deal with the soured clothes nobody cares that's right that's right that's what we do well you know here's how here's what works here's what's a beautiful thing about that is when if you let it sit in there for long enough and then you go in there and you're like oh i need to do laundry you're like, wait a minute, let's smell these clothes. You smell them, and if they smell bad, you're like, oh, got to run these again. That buys you another 30 minutes or so, you know? <laughs> That's true, and you don't have to fold those. <laughs> right. Because you know? they got to run again. They got to run again. Got to run these again. Nothing, because the worst thing is when everything's done, you got to fold it and put it away. But if it's still sour, you just yeah. run it again. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, That's a, sounds, anyway. like a, sounds like a winner to me. Who needs clean underwear yeah. anyways? So we're talking about uh, Mario's second job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if his first is a plumber, then uh, <laughs> and he, he, he moonlights as a as a doctor, turns out. A doctor of infectious <laughs> disease that can be cured with pills. Yes, vitamins to be specific. That's right, vitamins. So, right. Uh, well, I guess we can just go ahead and jump right into it. Do you have some history for... Oh, wait. Time out. Son of a gun. I did, did it do again. The I did it again. But guess what? <laughs> what? Chicken butt. <laughs> uh, no, actually, seriously, this will give us an opportunity. I played the Fever song from Dr. Mario to intro the show the first time. There's another song called Chill. Uh, for Dr. Yep. Mario that uh, I'll just this time I'll use chill and we'll just get to use both songs to enter the show. All right, here we go. We're going to start all over. <clears throat> this is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast. And you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the two dudes in a nest with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. <laughs>
Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, well, I guess I need to ask you this question now. Are you a fever or a chill dude? Uh, I actually think chill more. Really? I, don't, I, I think so. Okay. I'm a fever guy. I, I think that fever's considered probably the more popular one. At least, spoiler alert from the uh, Facebook feedback. But I like chill better, I think. Okay. All right. I, I, I got nothing against either one. I think they're two, uh, two nice songs there. But I'm definitely, I'm, I got a fever for the fever, as they say. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So do you have some history for us? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. So Dr. Mario released on July 27th, 1990. So a summer release. Almost 19 years, almost 30, 29 years ago. Oh my gosh. 29 <laughs> years ago. Can you imagine that? Kyle, we should have waited until next year and done the uh, 30th anniversary. The 30th anniversary. Hmm. Well, well I'll blame now. Steve and Michael on, on uh, jumping the gun here. That's right. Because he jumped the gun because he wanted he, he pulled pulled this uh, game out for um, RGM. So you know, oh, we're Anywho, abbrevi- we're abbreviating it now. People aren't going to know oh, what yeah. that is. Well, you know, you got EGM. I thought you know RGM. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like RGM, but it's only the people in the group are going to know what that means. Okay, retro gaming monthly. There you go. It's Stephen Michael's group on Facebook, Book of the Month Club kind of a deal. It's good. It's good. Go check it out. They're doing Dr. Mario High Score Challenge as we speak. So as you listen to this episode, you still have a chance to get on that high score board. So go do that. Anyways, there's my little shout out for Stephen Michael. That's right. And how about a shout out to Gunpai Yokoi, who yeah. was the producer of Dr. Mario. But Gunpai, of course, is famous nintendo guy uh inventor of such things as the cross-shaped control pad and the original designer of the game boy and some lesser known things like you know um uh you know just like metroid and kid icarus you know things like that that people maybe or maybe not heard of never heard of any Uh, of that stuff (laughs) (laughs) and the game was designed by takahiro harada also uh, involved in those um, projects himself. And then the music, as much as there was, uh, was developed by Hirokazu Tanaka, which Tanaka, of course, was involved in the music for games like Metroid, Kid Icarus. Uh, noticing a theme. I'm also, noticing a little bit of themes, like a dream team here. We got like the, I feel like we've got um, kind of like a, the 90s Bulls going on here. I know, I know. So this was this was an Nintendo Retro and Development One um, that developed this and and produced this game. Um, You know, Tanaka was the one who invented the uh, Game Boy camera and Game Boy printer. Did you ever have either of those? I had the camera uh, actually, and eventually I did have the printer as well. But I had the camera when I was a kid. But I had the printer when I was older. I wanted the printer really bad. The camera, it was weird because it's like, it just basically gave like a, a 2D picture of a, like, you know, a pixelated picture of somebody, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. And then, uh, but the printer I always thought would be neat. Um, but, you know, 
I, I don't I never had either one of those though. So Yeah, the uh, camera was I mean it was cool. A bit ahead of its time, I guess. They didn't have a lot of uses for it. Yeah, I it's amazing what you know technology you thought was so cool back, you know, not even that long ago. You know, I can remember when I first had the first like cell phone with a color screen you know the first one that i ever had and it was like the coolest thing you know yeah it's color you were one yeah, of the like, first people i remember who got an iphone yeah i remember that being uh, kind of crazy but uh you know now it's like that's just old and you imagine you know picking up an iphone one now you'd be like this thing is so slow it's garbage yeah uh, that's true it's low from what we're used to now um, but anyway, uh, you know, Dr. Mario is, is one of the, uh, most well-received games in, on the NES, uh, puzzle game, uh, Nintendo Power ranked it 134th out of its top 200 games. And you may think 134th didn't sound that bad, doesn't sound too good, but it's really not too bad when you consider there's 700 and so odd games. Yeah, and, and if you look at the games that are around it and above it, it's yeah. pretty good. But Dr. Mario's also been around for some other games. So he's an unlockable character in the 2001 fighting game Smash Brothers Melee, where he throws pills at people. Um, he he, he, did you ever play Dr. Mario 64? For Nintendo 64. Ah, I don't. It doesn't stick out in my mind as a game that I played, but I, I, can't I don't think I did either. Yeah, I can't imagine that I would pass it up though if it was available to me to rent or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Pickle just know, didn't have it. I'm thinking because it came out in 2001 for the Nintendo 64, so I think that's kind of toward the end of the N64's life cycle. That's true. I, I think, think I had already moved on to like Dreamcast or something by then. Yeah, and I think maybe that's even getting close to like when GameCube came out. So um, that might be uh, uh, why it it didn't really come on my radar either. But either way, uh, it's also unlockable games and things like Brain Age and Brain Age 2, WarioWare Incorporated, Mega Micro Games, um, and several other different renditions, and even a Dr. Luigi for the Wii U uh, that was released um, um, here recently. I did play uh, which Dr. I never Luigi, even, actually. Which, uh, you know, I never even actually heard of until I was looking up this game, so I didn't know that there was a Dr. Luigi. I played Dr. Luigi. It was uh, it was okay. It was pretty good. It yeah, was kind so of just GameCube, Dr. Mario. I looked this up. The GameCube was actually released in 2001, so this came out for the Nintendo 64 the year that the GameCube came out. So definitely towards the end of the N64 life cycle. Um, but anyway, um, Interestingly enough, Dr. Luigi continues to wear his hat, whereas Dr. Mario wears that little circular uh, mirror thing on his head. What is it? Okay, Doc, what okay. is that? Uh, you know what? I was actually just about to bring that up. I am a physician, and I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that does. I'd never, of course, that, that's an old-timey doctor thing. I've seen it in the cartoons and stuff. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you could possibly use that for. Um, I'm gonna look it up while you finish up yeah, your history. You, 
please let me know um, because I don't have any idea. Um, but anyway, uh, Dr. Mario, it's an interesting character for um, Mario. Mario's been several different things, uh, obviously, in his um, life. Um, but physician uh, is one of his uh, pockets. So did you ever, did you have this game as a kid or did you go on some quest to find this game? I will tell you that answer in just a second. Okay, so that thing on the head was a reflector. It was what mm-hmm. they used to cast light before they had little pin lights. Oh. So they would use it to like they would the light would bounce off of it and then shine on, I guess, whatever they're trying to look at on the patient. So it was basically like a little mirror they wore on their heads that would sh- cause the light to bounce off of it and shine on things. Interesting. Well, I, I feel like that'd be kind of hard to use. Yeah. Like you're trying to aim the light so that, you know, you get it in the, uh, um, you know. Back it would be hard to use. Uh, that's probably why they don't use them anymore. They still use things yeah. like stethoscopes, but they don't use that. So there's probably a reason. Right. right. <clears throat> anyway. So, quest, huh? Yeah, now it's time for time. the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. All right. So uh, I did not have this cart as a kid. Uh, but it was one of the early ones that I picked up when I started gathering NES games mm-hmm. because I was, as a kid and as a young adult, I was always a big fan of Tetris and and I've always been somewhat of a fan of puzzle games. So I really wanted to try out Dr. Mario because I'd always heard about it because mm-hmm. it's pretty popular. I remember people talking about it. I remember seeing it in video game magazines and stuff and never got a chance to play it. So like in my mid 20s probably around the same time i was living with you i don't remember maybe you remember but i feel like it was somewhere around in there when i picked this game up yeah i don't know um we didn't play i I don't remember you and i playing it though so it must have been like right after i lived with you yeah it must have been i um i played it my grandma this was one of the games my grandmother had i never had this game i own it now um but she had it um when i was growing up so i could play it at her house uh, and I honestly wasn't a huge fan of it um, back then. Uh, I, I always liked Tetris better. Um, but yeah, know, I think we'll get, I think we'll get into that. Um, yeah. You know what? Actually, I take it back. I didn't. I remember the story now. I did not get it after I lived with you. So when I was a kid, I did have this as a kid. Okay. So when I was a kid, I got this. I got this um, virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, uh, you may know what it is since you're all doctor and all, but it was like this thing caused my throat to swell up. It was like strep throat, but it wasn't quite strep throat. Uh, and then like, I got a big knot on my head. Anyways, they took me to the doctor, Dr. Geyer, you know, mm-hmm. guy, the doctor in Loudon, the, right. the kid doctor in Loudon or pedi- pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I went to Dr. Geyer and he said, all right, so there's two things you need. You need... You need some vitamins because you have a vitamin deficiency. I said, okay. And you need some relaxation. So tell your parents that they need to buy you a video game. So <laughs> then we went out and we bought Dr. Mario. I took some vitamins and uh, I was all better. The knot went down. The strep throat went away. 
Uh, and these little, um, these little germy things, these little red, blue, and yellow germy things just come flying out of my ears. I tell you, I know that's not true because I can only imagine what your dad would do if a physician <laughs> told him he had to go buy you a radio game. Yeah, he would call the quack and back. never go back. Yeah, exactly. He's back. <laughs> well, we're getting a second opinion or you're dying, son. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. That, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, um, that's true. That's, that's not the truth. That's just my funny little story. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I did play this uh, quite often at my grandmother's house. Um, she was big on puzzle games. Um, you know, she had like, uh, there was one game, I try to think the name of it. Um, I can like picture it in my head. It was like these like brown like squares and you had to make, you had to make squares in order to get to the next level. Hmm. Interesting game. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. It's like, I think it's called like Puznik or something. Huh. But uh, she had like somebody she out there had a lot of screaming obscure. She had a lot of obscure and, and famous puzzle games. Um, of course, this is where I uh, um, came up with uh, my love for anticipation. Yeah, as we've we've talked about on the show before. Yeah, it is called Puznik. Puznik. Okay, um, I'm sure we'll yeah, talk about it eventually. It's a fun game too. Um, it's just a puzzle game though. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's take a little. Uh, okay. So, like I said, I got a little something special for after the break. So we'll tease mm-hmm. it, uh, okay. and then we're gonna take a little break here. Then when we come back from the break, uh, we'll do a little something special. Okay. So, uh, I promised a little something uh, before we get into the game talk. We'll get into the game talk in just a second. But this is the Dr. Mario episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin, you're in, you are a doctor. You're training to be a full-fledged right. doctor. Uh, so, right. I figured we'd do a little, you know, kind of like Ask Aaron, like they do over there on the Jesse Jams. But we'll, we'll ask, <laughs> okay. we'll ask D- Justin, Dr. Justin here. And we'll, uh, All right. We'll get some medical opinions. I, I, I questioned the audience here. Uh and uh, we'll get a, get a couple questions. I'm excited. Okay. So the first question comes from uh, Bart Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bart Sampson asks, uh, let's see. He says, hey, dude, um, doctor, uh, through the gate or over the top? <laughs> personally or medical advice uh i guess both they didn't really specify i would say well i'd say personally and medical advice it'd be over the top because you injuries can happen with a through the gate method right okay things can get uh, caught you know you know what i'm saying okay all right so, well, what about what about like a um what if you do like a both method? Because then you got to go through two. Sometimes you got to make it through two layers. 
sort right. of like one right. layer's over the top and then the other layer, the, the softer cloth yeah. layer is more like through the gate. Okay, that's okay. That's more acceptable. But uh, be careful with the through the gate with the zipper. And that's right. uh, not a situation anybody wants to be in. Okay. All right. That, that, I've seen that injury. I've seen that injury before. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's scary. It All doesn't right. stop bleeding very easily. It's very vascular. Very vascular. <laughs> that's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole point. I think. All <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, let's see. Let's next question. See uh, see more see more boots. Uh, see more butts. <laughs> Someone named Boot. See <laughs> more butts asks. Uh, hey dudes, um, what do you use to shuck corn? Uh, hands. Hands. Okay. Is that the medical well, answer? Is that the? I mean, I don't know. I guess they can make a are corn. We talking about, are we talking about shucking like the green stuff off, or are we talking about like getting the corn off the cob? Uh, I'm assuming he's talking about getting the green stuff off. Yeah, I think you just got to go hands there. Okay, go hands. You do you wear, should you wear gloves? Probably should. But I here's the thing: my relationship with gloves is poor, very poor. I never wear gloves to really do anything. It's probably why my hands are always cut up and like calloused and stuff. Yeah, I just never way. like, I hate wearing gloves. No, I'm with you. I hate wearing gloves too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except in the hospital, I do wear gloves when I, <laughs> when I uh, touch things in the hospital. So let's, let's be very clear on that one. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The patients are like, shouldn't you be wearing gloves? I, I hate wearing gloves. So no. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, the, um, so then I guess the other question is how do you get the corn off the cob? Do you just gnaw it off with your teeth or do you, do you cut it off? I'm a gnar. Yeah. I'm a gnar. I'm yeah. a cutter. I, I like to cut it off because I don't like that corn get stuck on the teeth. It's true. It is annoying. Um, I do like also, I do think here's what I like to do with the corn too on the cob. If I cut it off and just put a big old slab of butter in the middle of it, and oh. just mix it together. It's yep, almost, I do that all the time. Oh, so good. And yeah. I also like I, one of my favorite things about corn is putting it in other part other foods. So I generally like to cut it off so like I can get it in my mashed potatoes or I can yeah. get it mixed in with some green beans or something. Yeah, maybe I'm strange that way, but that's the way I that's the way I feel. Okay, oh, yes. I guess. I, all right, let's go with another question. Um, Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. What's this? this name's kind of hard to pronounce. Um, B. It's she's Irish. B. B. O. Problem. B. O. Problem. B. O. Problem. Yeah. B. O. B. O. Problem. B. O. Problem asks, uh, Doctor Justin, who has more steak in their freezer, San Francisco or Portland? who do you think has Um, more stake in their freezer san francisco uh, or portland i think this is going to be two cities that are going to have a lot of vegetarian vegan (laughs) i'm thinking that's why they asked the question (laughs) that's a tough call i think i think more in san francisco um because i think that maybe there's more just like people that move to san francisco oh okay then uh, speaking of San Francisco, have you seen the whole like the app that you can download on your phone or it's a website or something that shows you like everywhere there's human feces on the sidewalk <laughs> in, in San Francisco? No. <laughs> Is it like Apparently one of those things where people can like problem. geolocate it or whatever? Like they'll just tag yeah, it because exactly. it's right here? 
Yeah, yeah. If if you see it, you know, they just take a picture and then it gets uploaded on this website. And, you know, it's like apparently it's a huge problem in San Francisco. I don't I don't know why. I don't know if there's like this, which California is weird. You've never been to California. have you? I have not been to California. So California is weird in that there's like, you know, growing up in like Tennessee, and I'm in Kentucky, it's pretty much the same thing. Public bath, you just you have public bathrooms. Like that's just if you need to stop and use the bathroom, you go to a gas station, right? Right. But in yeah. California, they don't do that. There is no there's they don't have like there's places like gas stations just won't have bathrooms. And if they do have bathrooms, you like have to like pay like like it's like a coin slot to to get into the bathroom. They're very weird about their bathrooms. I, I think it says a lot about the society out there, maybe. But uh, sorry, California listeners, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> They're not all but, like that, I'm sure. No, no, it's just weird. Like, it, it is very weird. If you are, like, traveling, um, being out there, and I was traveling around, you know, going to different places, you cannot rely on public bathrooms to go to the bathroom uh, unless you, like, go to a restaurant or something because um, that's just not a thing out there. Public bathrooms are not a thing. And I guess the chickens have come home to roost, or I guess the poop has come home to roost, if you want to say that. Mm. Um, people are just pooping on the sidewalk. That's disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. I, <laughs> speaking of sidewalk trash, I did see that one time driving to work. Uh, I had to like drive through downtown, and there was like, one of the city workers was like picking up trash and I saw him just, you know, with the little claw thing uh-huh. that they pick up trash with, picking up a, a just a dead pigeon, put it in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I don't know why it struck me so funny, but it was just, <laughs> oh, just, just dead pigeon. So. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you want another one? I mean, I got, I still got a yeah, few let's, more let's that go. I, I got a few yeah. more that I can ask here. Okay. Right. Uh, Oliver, uh, He's going to ask a question here. Let's see. Uh, should I, I guess I should read his last name. Oliver, his last name, he, he must be foreign too. Klosov? Klosov? Oliver Klosov? <laughs> I mean, that sounds Russian. Yeah, maybe it is Russian. Uh, okay. Uh, pineapple on pizza, he asks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's not my go-to by any means, but I mean, I love it. It's yeah. delicious. I love I love pineapple on pizza too. My favorite pizza in the whole world. And I make I always get this pizza uh any chance I get everywhere. I also get it in the calzone. I get it every way possible. I like a like a Jamaican jerk style chicken with pineapple oh, yeah. and jalapenos. That's, That's uh, like how, my favorite the, chicken. My, my favorite pizza. The Maui Howie or the Howie Maui. I don't know which way they say it, but uh, at Mellow Mushroom, that's, yes. it's a um, it's jerk chicken, pineapple, and I think it's banana peppers. Yeah, but I'll, sw- I'll switch it over to jalapenos myself. Jalapenos. Ooh, yeah. you know what I did tonight? I grilled jalapenos. Mm. And boy, were they fantastic. Not... Just put them in a little olive oil with a little salt and pepper on. I don't know Delicious. that I've tried that, actually. You should try it. I had it with a steak tonight, and it was very good. I, I have gotten into the habit of sautéing some peppers in with my ground beef, mm. and it makes them. It makes the ground beef kind of spicy, but it, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll go. Let's go a couple more questions and, and then we'll call it. Um. Well, okay. I got three more questions. Okay. We're gonna go rapid fire here. Hone, hone down. Let's do it. Okay. I'm not even gonna read the names of the people who asked them. All right. Okay. Okay. Toilet paper, over or under? Over. Yeah, that's it's definitely over. That's definitely the right answer there. I don't even know why you would mm-hmm. ask that question. All right, next. Uh, right. If animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest? Uh, I think it's birds. I think just birds in general. They just would be rude. Okay, doctor I question. Like mm-hmm. I got a doctor question. Follow-up doctor question. Do birds have control of their bowel movements, or does it just fall out? Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, it's a well, good question. You, you mean you can't double as a veterinarian too? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be a good question. Do they have control? Have you ever, I remember there was a, if you ever watch a robin, when they come to feed their babies in the nest, right? they bring them a little worm and they feed them, you know? They'll sit there for about 10, 15 seconds after the baby gets the worm, and they pick up the poop that the baby poops out and take it away. That's really? how quick this happens. Yeah. Huh. That's smart, actually. So. Okay, well, last question. Uh, and this one comes from, uh, I'm going to read this one. This one comes from, oh, Slapper Bags asked this one. Okay. Oh, Slapper. Uh, Slapper would like to know, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Uh, uh, are the chickens pecking it? Like, what, they can, what? The chickens can do whatever they want. Oh, so these are live chickens? Well, I, yeah, they're alive. You're not saying like, you're not saying like <laughs> it, the, the elephant's not eating chicken until it dies. Right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We may need to ask Slapper that one. Yeah. Uh, but I guess if it's, it, could, it would only take one chicken if he got a bad case of salmonella, right? That's true. That's true. Um, I'm assuming he means like chickens uh, that are alive and out for blood. Mm-hmm. Elephant blood. Chickens are actually kind of mean. Yeah, they are. Seeing videos of chickens like killing mice and they like they kill things. Mm-hmm. So. See what you Those think? One chicken could take, could kill an elephant. Uh, I'd take say more than one. About, I'd say about three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. All right, that's all. The, that's all the questions that I have. All right. I like that segment. I mean, it, that's easily as good as Ask Aaron, if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. And it lasted a fraction of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, maybe a tenth of the time that it takes to do an Ask Aaron thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's talk about the game. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. And I probably should have done this at the beginning of that last segment. Tangent alert. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Talk about All the right. game for a minute. I'm going to go... Uh, uh, relieve some pressure. Okay. All right. Is it like pulling right. a car or, or something else? Yeah. No, number one. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll go ahead and start digging into the manual then. All right. Good. While you're gone. Uh, let's see. So the manual, I, the manual is one thing that's always stuck out to me because it is bright yellow and it, it's got the, it's bright yellow, a book with 
a red Dr. Mario. And something I've always liked about the Dr. Mario symbol is the R in the doctor is makes it, it goes RX, like, a, you know, drugs, like a pharmacy. So this is RX. I always thought that was pretty cool. Um, so the intro to the manual is a little message from Dr. Mario himself. Oh, that was fast. You're back, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a little message from Dr. Mario himself. He says, hi, everybody. I'm a Mario. How's it going? Over the last few years, I've been involved in some pretty wild adventures. Now, believe it or not, I work in the virus research lab at the Mushroom Kingdom Hospital. Today, I'm about to begin my research as usual. Uh, and then this is like, uh, what, a little two dudes theater? Is this... Oh, yeah. You want to be the nurse? Peach. Uh, and I guess I'll be Nurse uh, Toadstool. Okay. Dr. Mario, something terrible has happened. What's wrong, Nurse Toadstool? One of the experiments has gone out of control. The viruses are spreading quickly. Oh, no. We've got to do something. I, that sounds like nothing like Mario. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have just developed a new vitamin that should be able to take care of it. I sure hope this stuff works. And there you go. There's yeah. the story of Dr. Mario done in the worst possible uh, accent by me. <laughs> he went from like... Uh, <laughs> I went from not went Mario from like to... Eeyore to, uh, <laughs> to um, an Irish guy or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where's soundboard Mario when you need him, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know who would actually, honestly, an even better version of Mario would probably be coming from Garth Brooks. You know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> there you go, Stephen Michael. You're welcome. All right. All right. So, uh, I guess I'll go through the manual a little bit more. Let's, well, we can talk about what the game is. The game is a puzzle game, which we've already discussed. But just aside from it just being a puzzle game, it is a. Like Tetris, it's a flaw, falling block um, puzzle game, and it's mm -hmm. a it's a matching puzzle game. So you have to match colors once you get is it three or four? Four. Yeah, once you get four colors in a row, it will disappear. And that includes the virus. And that includes the virus. So you start on the virus, then you only need three. Yep. But and if so the you goal, screw up and you need. The go yeah, sorry. The goal is to get rid of the viruses, right? Right. All the viruses on the screen. And if you start on like level one and like the medium setting, it's only like four virus, you know, on the screen. And then it goes up to 20 levels. Yeah. Yep. And it uh, gets increasingly difficult, as you would expect. Yeah. More viri. viri. I feel like viruses just shouldn't be the plural. A virus. It should be viri, right? I would just think it virus is virus, right? It's like deer, yeah. deer, moose, moose. Mace. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so that's true. <laughs> Neither <laughs> am I, apparently. <laughs> well, you don't know if a bird can control its bowel movements or not, so I don't yeah. know what you are. Well, not an ornithologist. <laughs> uh so the the 
it's a score game basically. So you can get a high score, which is why Stephen Michael is doing it in his retro or I'm sorry, RGM group. Mm-hmm. But the score is based on eliminating the virus. Right. Uh, and you get bonus points, I guess, for clearing more than one in a single line. But there's it's it's not you don't get really get any points. See, I had a little bit of trouble with the point system myself, and, and maybe you or better understood it better than I did. But for me, I thought like if you just clear the vitamin pills by themselves, you really don't get anything. You have to clear viruses. And in order to get bonus points, you have to clear multiple viruses using the same like disappear moment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you get more points if like, Let's say a red and a blue are right next to each other, uh, and you have like you only use like red and blue pills. Mm-hmm. So you stack three in a row there, yeah, and you get more points. Or you could also get what more points if you do like let's say there's a red, and then there's a yellow like two levels down underneath it, and you stack the red with the hanging yellows, and after the red gets cleared the yellows fall down uh-huh. and hit the yellow virus, then you get more points that, that way counts too. as a bonus too. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's so, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, but I guess that's about, I don't think you can, I don't, I can't really think of any other way that you can get bonuses. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's, there's well, really... this, those, yeah, actually it says there's actually a part of the manual here. It says a uh, number of viruses destroyed and it goes up to six. I don't even know how you destroy six viruses at once. I don't know, but huh. I guess you could. It even says, even if you destroy more than six viruses at once, you only receive points for destroying six. Gotcha. That's interesting. I guess you just have to like have like multiple layers stacked to where they would fall just at the right time. Yeah, that's what you would have to do. And you may that, even have to have it would have to be like almost like a water like a waterfall effect where it yeah. trickles down like stair steps or something even. Because clearly the, we're not the we're not great at this game because I didn't know you could do more than two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I got more than two. I think I may have gotten like three ones. But the the here's the thing about the game. The viruses are on the screen and they don't move. So once mm-hmm. they're there, you kind of have to plan out. You would have mm-hmm. to plan out a lot of moves to figure out how right. to do that. You'd have to, be, you'd have to spend a lot of time like thinking about it. Right. But that's what's cool about this game is you can do that. You can, you can plan out your moves accordingly mm-hmm. to stagger the the drops and make it you know eliminate multiple viruses right i mean i understood so i understood the tactic of the game i just for some reason the the whole scoring aspect kind of befuzzled me a little bit yeah Um, so and i guess the speed increases your bonuses too so if you play on high speed you get more points Mm-hmm. which high speed is like ridiculous it is to me. ridiculous yeah i can't play at high speed even the low speed like once you get past like level 10 i'm not very good at this game like it's just like once you get a bunch of viruses on there i'm just like yeah um it's, so it's the, very the, but the speed uh if 
now I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I'm not read it yet in the manual, but I'm pretty sure the speed of the the vitamins increases after you use so many mm-hmm. on one level too. Right. So like if you don't eliminate all of the viruses after five or 10 vitamins, then all of a sudden it speeds up anyways. Yeah. You're like, Hey, let's get this going here. Which we makes sense. Cause day. if you're fighting against a virus, right, it needs to be, uh, you gotta be throwing them, them vitamins at it. What's interesting is one, we're using vitamins and two, they, um, um, one, they're using vitamins, and two, they're, they're like using it against viruses, which is like really nothing that can kill a virus. Yeah, so, it's a very, there you uh, go. it's very much a like home remedy version of being a doctor. It's it's unrealistic. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like my father-in-law version of being a doctor. You know, it's like uh, just take a bunch <laughs> of garlic pills. No, I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so. But you know, I, I do that stuff too. I think everybody does. Like I, I swear oh, by yeah. this by this local honey business, and it's probably just a load of load of junk. It didn't make any difference, but I still swear by it. I I've uh, uh, started doing that myself, and I, I, here's another, here's one of the things I do. You know, vitamin C has not really been proven to do much in illness. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. There's but like the larger studies don't really show any benefit. Mm-hmm. But when I get sick or when I start thinking I'm gonna get sick, I start drinking orange juice. I do. Yeah, I it's it just uh it does. That's just what people do, you know? Yeah. If you've always done it or always felt that way, then yeah, that's just what you do. But it's it's still funny to think that uh you know, it's, we do all these things and it's all probably for nothing. It's just a waste of time, but there's the, the placebo effect is real. So that does, a, you know, it does make a difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's what, maybe that's what Dr. Mario is going for here. The placebo effect. Placebo effect to kill these viruses. Yes. So one of the major components of this game outside of what we've talked about is the two player aspect. Right. So you can play two player this game. Now, yep. I don't know for sure, but is this one of the first games to um like do two player where you're you can affect your opponent's screen, like drop random pieces on their screen, you know? I don't know, but I, that that is that's something I actually forgot about playing at this time because of course I didn't play a two player. Uh, I forgot that you can actually affect the other players. Side. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is one of the first games I remember playing that did that. I'm sure this wasn't the first one to do that, but it, it did, it did stick out in my mind as one of the first ones I remember playing where you could play two player against each other mm-hmm. and you could drop pieces on the opponent's side. Yeah. Um, I think it is, it must be. We're gonna just we're gonna lay the gavel down, as they say on Jess's gyms, and say that it's true. That this is the first game it's to true. ever do that. Right. And don't fact check me. Don't yeah, don't fact check. That that's, don't look that up. Yeah, don't look that up. Uh so what did you think about uh the little cutscenes? 
Okay, well, hold on. Eventually, we're going to have to start comparing this to Tetris. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to have to compare this game to Tetris. Because it's those the are the two that... Standard bearer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tetris is kind of the standard bearer of puzzle games. Exactly. So Tetris also did this where you had cutscenes, basically, in it, right? In, mm-hmm. in between certain parts of the game. This game does the same thing, where after every, like, five levels, you get a little cutscene. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the cutscenes in this game? I liked them. So the in the end ones that you get after level 20 are kind of neat because you get different ones depending on whether you beat it on low, medium, or high. So um, right. I thought that was pretty neat. What about the, the cutscene where the bird flies over and craps on the little germs? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember it actually doing that. I was just kidding. There is a bird that flies over the germs, though. Yeah, I know. There's also a flying turtle. I thought it was like a dinosaur. Oh, is it a turtle or a dinosaur? I, I thought know. it was a. It, was a dinosaur. it looks like a turtle swimming through the air. Maybe it is. That was my take on it, anyways. Uh, let's see what else. What else was there? I'm pretty sure not to interrupt. I'm go on a tangent, but I'm pretty sure my dog just farted and it woke her from sleep. <laughs> if it's if she's anything like my dog, she'll do that. It'll wake her up, and then she'll go sniff her butt. Yeah, she like, is. she's so she pr- she's so proud of herself. You know. Say like, wait a minute. Is that like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was that? Was that me? Yep, that was me. Yep. What do you know? It was me. <laughs> oh man, so funny. Anyways, the, the only cutscenes I ever saw were the little viruses in the tree with something flying over top. Was there anything different? Uh, sometimes there's pigs flying. That. Sometimes there's witches. Sometimes there's the little turtle. There's one, if you beat the game on high, get through level 20, you get like a UFO. It comes and sucks the little virus up. Okay, yeah, I definitely did not make it that far. I didn't see it. I I, I didn't see it personally. I saw it. Just on a YouTube video. Yeah. So, because I can't beat this game on high. Yeah, that's definitely the best one to get. I'm watching it now. This makes for a great pod, by the way. But, yeah, yeah there you go. That's cool. Uh, there's really not much to the manual outside of that. It just kind of teaches you how to play the game, gives you some advice. Uh, I do, I was telling the listeners before you came in, back in, that I do love the manual in the fact that it's, bright yellow with red dr mario it's very pretty the whole thing's ferrari you know yeah it's it's got a lot of color to it it's just it's a pretty manual and a and a warning do not use the front or rear projection tvs yes the puzzle game was definitely the worst offender of the projection tvs yes uh, and I think your grandmother can attest to that. Right. Exactly. All right. So um, let's kind of start to wrap up a little bit on, on the game discussion. There's really not much to this game, you know? No, that's kind of why I brought in the little, that's kind of why I brought in the little Ask Justin segment because there's not a ton to this game. There's, there's even less to it than. Um, in Tetris, like I feel like Tetris had more to it because there was like there's more music. This game only has two different uh, music choices. 
Um, maybe they're about the same. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, the thing is, and, I, and it's probably, we probably should have had a guest on this show, to be honest, somebody who's really good at Dr. Mario, because I think part of the reason why I, I don't have as much to say about it is because I don't really understand the strategy behind this game as much. I've not played yeah. it as much as Tetris. Uh, I'm not as good at it as Tetris as I am at Tetris. So there's a lot going into it that I just, you know, I kind of struggle to follow. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I don't have as much experience with this game as I did Tetris. Um, I did play it some, but uh, this was this was definitely second best in my opinion. The puzzle games and puzzle games. Yeah, the whole aspect of having to get rid of viruses, I don't know. I just, I kind of, it just didn't work as well for me as simply clearing lines. It kind of overcomplicates right. it a little bit for me. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't like the whole, I guess the whole, I just wasn't a big fan of the the whole premise, like, like I guess you're saying, but um yeah either way it's a good game i don't have any real qualms with it it's just you know not one of my favorites yeah it's uh, it just for me it's below it's lower on the totem pole of puzzle games for me it's definitely way above anticipation but you know (laughs) outside of that i think i'm gonna put anticipation ahead of this game of course you would and um yeah where where does it fall in mario games oh that's an interesting question among the mario games let's just let's just leave it to nes game because that that would just get really hairy if we were like trying to rank it amongst all mario games yeah are we counting so we're just counting nes mario games yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's tricky because this is really not even really a Mario game. It's got Mario in it. Right. And Mario's right. really just in it to sell the game. I think. I'd put it. Here's how I'd put it: below the three, of course. Uh, below one, two, number three. three. Okay. No, below I'm saying like below the below all three. Okay. Um, and ahead of Donkey Kong. If we're counting Donkey Kong, because Mario's Ooh. in that there. Yeah, I can't. I can't put it ahead of Donkey Kong. No way. Yeah, I guess I would put it. Um, yeah, if you're counting Donkey Kong, it's, it's below Donkey Kong as well. Uh, I guess I would definitely put it above like Mario is missing in games like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if we're counting Mario Golf, mm, okay. So I want to say it's above. It's above the golf games. It's above the Mario's missing. It's above Mario's time machine. Do you count the Yoshi cookie game and like the Yoshi game? No, because it's more standalone Yoshi game. Okay, it's more standalone Yoshi. What about like the golf game? It's got Mario in it. Is that Mario though? I don't know. Is that Mario? Yeah. Or just some. I guess it is just some guy, maybe. It's like a weird looking Mario if it is. What about Wrecking Crew? Is it you consider that Mario? I guess that, yeah, that would probably be a Mario. Okay, I'd probably put it above Wrecking Crew as well. And I would put it above just Mario Brothers, like the regular old just 
simply Mario Brothers. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, because you could put you could do Mario Brothers inside Mario Brothers three. So I'd take Dr. Yeah, Mario over yeah. that one too. Yeah, we're not giving it much love. I hate it too, because here's the problem. It's a really good game. Dr. Mario is a really right, good game. I know. I know. It's just <laughs> it's just simply the fact that it just if you compare it directly to Tetris, it fails, which you shouldn't do. We shouldn't be doing that because it's a different game. It's like taking a it's like comparing a brownie to a hot fudge cake with ice cream. It's like you could either the brownie's delicious, but you could get brownie plus ice cream and hot fudge. So it's like, well, of course I'm not going to pick the brownie there, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's true. Like Dr. Mario is still good. It's still a brownie. But, you know, who named it the brownie? That's got to be like the laziest. <laughs> oh, it's brown. It's called the brownie. <laughs> yeah, that is really lazy. <laughs> it's a brownie. Anyway. Yeah, it'd be like calling a chocolate chip cookie that brown speckled tanny. <laughs> yeah. hey man you want to bake some brown speckled tannies <laughs> oh man all right all right, all right, all right. What, what did you think about uh, the graphics in the game they're okay i thought I that mean, was some of the best i thought that was some of the yeah. better stuff myself i, I think they're I mean, good. yeah for what it for you know what the game is yeah absolutely they're really good i love the little mario character up in the corner I love mm-hmm. the fact that all the action takes place inside of a pill bottle. I think that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. And they got the little uh, magnifying glass looking at the, mm-hmm. uh, right? Or is that a Petri dish, maybe, of the little germs on the, in the maybe corner? Maybe a Petri dish. And the high score and, and stuff is on a clipboard on the screen. Right. Uh, I just think it's all really cool the way they designed the game and laid it out it's right. graphically. That was something I thought I could use a lot more of as a doctor is a clipboard. You don't use a clipboard? No, because now it's all electronic medical records stuff, so it's all computer, so you don't get to walk around with a clipboard. You don't get to walk up to the end of the bed and like pull the clipboard off the end of the bed? No, see, that's what Uh, I was... That that was like the coolest doctor move, right? Yeah, let me see the chart. That's what I went to medical school for is to walk up and... Pull them, you know, kind of do that, pull it up and kind of let it, you know, pull it up real quick and start flipping through pages feverishly. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't get to do that. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. You should have been a doctor about 10 years ago instead. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, well. Okay. So we talked about a little bit. uh, What about the sound and the music? You're a chill guy. I'm a fever guy, but. uh, I'm a chill guy. I like the music. I I do. I, I think the music's good. Uh, even though there's only two songs, um, I think it fits the game. It's just like Tetris. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, um, even though there's very little music, there's very little difference in music, um, I, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, I think I said this during the Tetris episodes. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of the music in the background here. I didn't play it. Normally I play it all episode long, you know. Mm-hmm. And I did not do that this time because I did not want the same song to be playing over and over and over again. But since we're talking about the music, I'll play it a little bit. Uh, I feel like 
The music of this game is one of the better aspects for sure. I think the uh, I think I probably said this during the Tetris episode, but I think it's it's catchy enough that it doesn't get old. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's kind of like the same thing with the music in Tetris. It's just it's catchy and it doesn't and it repeats, but it really doesn't ever get old. Like I can listen to it all time the whole time I'm playing and not really be bothered by it. This is favor. I'll turn. Yeah. It, let me turn it up just a little bit. I mean, listen to that bass line. jam out to that in your car. You could, yeah, I think you could. What if anybody's good. done a metal cover of that song? I'm sure. Alright, here's your song, Chill. See, I like this song as well. This one just does not motivate me to uh, you know, really take out those viruses. Too much chill. It's too much chill. Too much chill. This just makes dun, me want to just dun, kick back on the couch. Dun. Yeah. Dr. Mario and Chill, you know. Right here you go, though. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Pew! (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, yeah, break it down. I don't know. I'm coming around on chill, actually. Yep, changing my vote. I like chill. So I think I like chill. I think I like yeah, chill better. Really good. When, it's, really when I'm good. playing the game, chill's too chill. But uh, outside of the game, I like chill better. My vote, my vote's moving to chill. Uh, did I ever tell you about my obsession with uh, there's a Queensryche song, and, and at one point, like during the beginning of the song, the guitar goes like boop pew. You know what song I'm talking about? No, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my Dang it. Maybe if I can think of it, I'll, I'll play it. But anyways, that that always sticks out in my head, and that same noise kind of happens in that chill song there in just a little bit. <laughs> so anyways, just made me think of that. Uh, all right, so Steve Michael did a high score challenge. I think we should at least mention our high scores as well as some of the smattering of high scores in that group. Because I'm sure a lot of those people listen to our podcast. At least I expect yeah. I expect you guys to be listening to our podcast right now. Yeah. So, uh, well, how did you do? I did. I did not write down a, a high score, uh, but I only got to about to level eleven on medium. Okay, level eleven on medium. So you were probably yeah. in maybe the forty thousand range, maybe. 30, 40, yeah, I'm going to guess you around 40,000, which means you did better than me. Uh, I did, I did very poor this time. I feel like I've done better in the past, but playing it for the show this time, I only got like 28,000 something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was only on level six or seven. It was, it was very pitiful. 
was very yeah. I was very disappointed with myself, especially considering uh, some of the scores that are in Stephen Michael's group. Oh, I don't even want to. I know it's going to be ridiculous. Okay, so think about your forty thousand and my like twenty nine thousand almost. And we got Phil Hawkins with a two hundred nineteen thousand. <laughs> we got Ryan Kimball with a four hundred forty two thousand eight hundred. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Chris Murray one hundred seventeen thousand. So if, basically, if you don't make it in the six digits, you ain't nothing. Yeah. Oh well. Oh boy. Oh, and here coming in near the end, we got a four hundred seventy thousand. Wow! Golly bum! Yeah, golly bum! Golly! All right, let's let's do the uh, is it worth it segment. How much to go for? Oh, I was waiting on an intro. Oh, <laughs> uh, we just need an intro, for that, don't we? You always yeah, we wait on an intro. Um, I do, I do. I'm, I'm bad at that. I need Wait, to here, realize. I'm gonna well. no. I'm gonna give you an intro this time. Hold on. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> All right. There you go. There's your intro. Yeah. Um, so this game only goes for about five bucks. Even really? The video game market the way it is. It must have, there must be just a lot of copies. There's a bunch, there. there's got to be a bunch of them. Yeah. So you can get it for about five bucks. Well, I'd, say jump. Right I'd now. say jump on this one then for yeah, five bucks. You can't, shit. you can't go wrong. Five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. That's a steal. I mean, this game's worth way more to me. I think it's worth, you know, I think even getting up to like 15, but for five bucks, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. And it's probably, I think it may even be like a, on the Switch, you can probably get for, play it for free, maybe. I, I want to say that you can maybe, play it yeah. as, as part of your Nintendo Online subscription. I think it's on there. There's no excuse not to at least play this game. So, yeah, absolutely. And for five bucks, put it in your collection, you know? Yeah, it's a absolutely. Mario game. It's a Mario puzzle game. So, shoot. Okay. Way better than a Sonic's puzzle game. Yeah. Does Sonic even have a puzzle game? Robotnik's Bane Machine. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I know Sonic's Spinball, but I didn't. that's not really a puzzle game. No, the puzzle, the Sonic's puzzle game that they're famous for is Bane Machine. Isn't that just like a... <laughs> it seems to me like, now that I remember that, I think that's just like an almost direct, like, um, copy of Dr. Mario. It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> well, but <laughs> it's all a copy of Puyo Puyo, right? Well, I guess, yeah. But, but B Machine is, I mean, it's just, it's so stupid. Speaking of uh, Sonic and, you know, crap in the bed, um, well, this whole movie thing's really not turning out good for him. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I got to say, like, I mean, the design, it's going to be whatever. It's controversial. To me, the one thing that I was looking forward to, even though he looks nothing like Dr. Robotnik, is Jim Carrey's reprisal of Dr. Robotnik. I think that would that looks like it's going to be pretty good. 
Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, uh, and I should probably put the foghorn over this when I say it, but at first glance, I was intrigued, and it was mainly all because of Jim Carrey. I was like, I want right. to see this Jim Carrey. Right. I've not seen this Jim Carrey in a long time. Even though Dr. Robotnik looks more like John Goodman with a crazy mustache. That's true. Well, they kind of near the near the end of the trailer show that Jim Carrey starts looking a little bit like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he ends up looking a little crazy near the end. We'll find out when they ever release it. Um, you know, yeah, after they redo the whole years. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It may not ever get released. Look it may end up like Gambit. Time. Remember the X-Men movie about Gambit that was has been in the works? It's just basically never going to get released now. Right. Which was, a, that was a dumb idea, to be, even from the beginning. I don't know why anybody would want to see right. a Gambit movie, but. I digress. You want to talk about some trophies? Let's do it. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. So I took an idea. I got an idea to ask the Facebook group for some trophies this time. Mm -hmm. Instead of just relying on us, giving our crappy trophies, which let's, let's be honest. Uh, our trophies are normally pretty crappy. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought uh, the little, you know, you listeners out there, you're probably way smarter than us. Your trophies are going to be way more interesting than stuff we'd probably come up with. So I still came up with a couple. Yeah, but, I did too. Uh, but I, I think we also got a ton from the listeners. Yeah. So let's just, I'll just mix theirs in with ours. All right. And, uh, you go ahead. So my first one is called the Sausage Tree. Why? And that is beat the game or get through level twenty. And that is because at the end the viruses are sitting on a uh, tree that looks like the quote unquote sausage tree from the African savanna. Oh. Okay. I think that's what type of tree it is. All right. Looks Look like it sounds good to Sausage me. Tree. All right. Uh, Otto says total man flu. And to get the total man flu trophy, uh, you have to not even get 10,000 points. Nice. Meaning, meaning you got a total man flu. Uh, Christopher Kellogg gives us a few, <laughs> but I'm going to pick out my favorite one here, and that is the sleeper. Uh, and to get the sleeper, you have to take several <laughs> sleeping pills and clear ten levels before passing out. I actually liked his. Uh, that, that's a funny one. That's a good one. But I actually liked his little Roger Clemens. <laughs> clear twenty four levels, take the cartridge out, and rocket it at a loved one. Then deny ever taking steroids before Congress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is funny. But I, I guess I don't really know much about Roger Clemens. Well, just the it, just with, even without that, it's just rocketed at a level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Ian McGarry says, "Doctor Zavago, play for the length of the movie, two hundred minutes." Uh, okay. Stephen Michael says, "That's a hard pill to swallow." Uh, get a six virus kill streak on high speed difficulty. 
to get the maximum single point bonus allowed. Is your cat like going to be okay over there? Yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get her. She's like, you know, she's doing that cat thing where you're trying to pick them up and they dig their claws in. Like, yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, actually, I got a funny story about a cat. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to tell it. Tangent alert. Uh, <laughs> so I was driving down the road, and you know, how people uh, have dogs in their lap, and mm-hmm. the dog's like looking out the window, or got his hands on the steering wheel, or it's a dog thing, you know, to see the dog mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out in the owner's lap while they're trying to drive. Well, I was driving down the road and I looked over and I saw this white animal like sitting in somebody's lap doing the exact same thing. And I thought, oh, huh, look at that cute little dog. And then I did a double take. I looked back over. It's a cat. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, go ahead. I just, there's a, just a white cat sitting in this person's lap doing like with his paws up on the steering wheel. just driving. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember our friend Brooke who had a cat and he would travel when he was in college back home to Loudon and he'd have that cat in the truck with him yes but do you the <laughs> thing I remember most about that cat though <laughs> oh yeah. lord okay hold on double tangent tangent alert uh, is he would take that cat and what was it he would do he would throw it no what <laughs> no he'd pick it up by its tail yeah, and it would be screaming. And he'd be like trying to claw. And and like, yeah, oh, and we're, be, playing. we're playing. We're playing. playing. He like, likes no. it. <laughs> I don't think he likes it. <laughs> yeah, he'd have it picked up by the tail. That's right. And he'd be like squirming and scratching and crying. And, and we'd be like, Brooke, stop doing that. <laughs> and uh, he'd be like, No, he, he likes, likes it. it. We're, we're playing. playing. He likes it. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not playing. But maybe he was because that cat still did not like him an awful lot. And traveled with him and stuff, so maybe it wasn't that bad. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Where are we at? Uh, let me find it here. Oh, Gabe says, this is for you only, Justin. Uh, the trophy's called Doctor House. Get a high score on Dr. Mario while your patients are waiting for you in the waiting room. If if they ask you what took you so long, tell them gifted hands cannot be rushed. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Matt Daly says, overdose, chain together four or more capsule eliminations in a two-player game. Now, I like that's probably my favorite legitimate sounding trophy. Yeah, so far. that is a good that one. That one sounds legit. Like, if they were to put trophies in this game, that sounds like something that could come out of it. Right. Uh, that's probably it. I'm not going to read Aaron Hickman's. Because oh. I don't really <laughs> understand it. Something about Dr. Hello. Yeah. I think there's a knockoff, you know, Dr. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. The only Aaron knows about. Probably on the Genesis, probably why. How are we going to rate this game? Hmm. About a virus? Okay. It's a little on the nose, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's too the nose. How about, how about how something about, that... How about, about a rodent? Because rodents transport viruses and diseases to other people. Right. Um 
I'm going to go with a squirrel mm. because squirrels are cute, although that's, they're just rats with fluffy tails. That's true. So there you okay. go. All right. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to stretch it a little bit here. I'm going to go deer because let's be honest, deer or vermin too. They're just really big <laughs> rats. They're like giant rats. And, right. uh, but I like them. I like deer. They're fun to look at. I got one more tangent for the show. So we have a we have we've had a chipmunk at our house, right? Tangent alert. And chipmunks, you know, don't you don't see chipmunks very frequently, right? You see a lot of squirrels. Squirrels are everywhere. Yep. But you don't see a whole lot of chipmunks. So we were like all excited because we were like, oh, it's a chipmunk, and you know, we've seen it a couple of days. <sighs> well, <laughs> I was sitting on my couch the other day, and I looked out the back window, and I saw my cat walking around the corner <laughs> holding it in its mouth. <laughs> the chipmunk. Uh, poor chipmunk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Typical cat, oh. though. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, you think that thing's cute? Watch this. <laughs> no, the cat, he was like, do you think that thing's cute? I'll bring it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. There you go. That's funny. Well, and also this. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There was the game. All right. Okay. How about feedback? Yes. It's time for D-Patter feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. All right, so Joe Copel starts us out with one of my favorite puzzle games outside of Tetris. This is a must-have for the NES. You might even say a gem. Oh, Joe, just because we're bit brothers now doesn't mean you can say that. No. Dave Moore says, I need to know, fever or chill? And there were four answers, and it was two to two, fever to chill. Uh-huh. Gabe Van Reelder says, sweet. Adam Malone says, it's one of the best puzzle games of all time. The NES was ripe with cherry puzzlers. Anthony Pig said, my favorite puzzle puzzler. Yoshi's Cookie and Tetris are better choices. Stephen Michael says, I loved this game growing up. I always had fond memories of it over playing Tetris. I'm not sure if it was just the Mario branding or the actual gameplay, but it was always my preference. I'm looking forward to smashing the high score board in some unnamed group. You can go ahead and name it Stephen Michael because we plugged it here. And Aaron Hickman says, I mean, it's great and all, but it's no Dr. Hello, which he posts some Dr. Hello from the Master System. Weird. Uh, Aaron Dennis Jackson says, I don't think he's actually a qualified doctor or plumber, come to think of it. Gabe Van Gilder says, I'm ashamed I've never played this game. Josh Diekman says, a classic. It's not as accessible as Tetris, nor as good, but it carves out a unique experience by shifting the focus to eliminating obstacles rather than merely arranging, rearranging things on the screen. Both background music tracks are infectious, pun intended, and the game holds up pretty well, despite lacking the staying powder of the aforementioned Tetris. A must-have for puzzle game fans. 
Wow. I Daniel. think he said it better than our hour-long podcast in his little bit of feedback. <laughs> it tends to happen right. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Walker says, I can't wait to hear Justin's medical opinion on this one. My medical opinion is you should play this game. And also, I just noticed that all Mario is doing is shoving pills into a bottle. Wouldn't it be more accurate to be called Pharmacist Mario? And then Adam Malone replies, replies with, he diagnoses various patients who are increasingly sick. He prescribes specific medications to kill specific viruses. <laughs> I think he's very professional, doc, very doctor. <laughs> Adam Malone also said the multiplayer is also great. Lan um, McGarry says, not a huge fan of puzzle games, but I love this game. Missed it on the original release, but found it on the NES Remix on 3DS and loved it ever since. Um, oh, Daniel yeah, Me- NES Remix. I forgot about NES Remix. That was a fun game. Sorry. Tangent. Uh, Lane McGarry says, not a huge fan of puzzle games, but I love this game. Missed it. On- oh, I just read that. Sorry. Ugh. Uh, Daniel Newton says, definitely a gem. One of the best puzzle games on the NES. Daniel. I know, I know, I know. James Knight says, love this game. My wife and I play this some nights after the kids go to bed. I have to go four to five levels higher than her so she can have a chance. She says, I'm the best Dr. Mario player she's ever seen. Oh, that's nice that your wife said that about you. Uh, definitely <laughs> that doesn't sound condescending at all <laughs> i'm sorry that was just easy pickings so, uh that's so mean and now <laughs> he did bring up a good point you do kind of have like a handicap that you can apply in this game which is yeah neat i like that um <clears throat> timmy mack says, one of my favorites with awesome music, nice-looking sprites, and fun gameplay. I owned the Game Boy version as a kid and still my favorite today. Peter Martin says, I never played this until I played it on the Switch via the NES games online. I like the music, and it has great color scheme. Jay Jorgensen says, Fever or Chill. Tom Goodman Jr. says, I never played it. Until this last weekend, I tried several times and just could not get into it. I prefer Tetris, even the Tengen version of Dr. Mario. Fair. And Ryan Kimball says, Okay, so when I was a kid, my dad purchased Dr. Mario for himself and would make me play him as punishment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That's almost as good as my dad. I became so obsessed with wanting to beat him that it made me probably one of the top ten in the world. Hey, do hold on. I, do, do you think he? Do you think his dad sat there while they were doing this, and be like, "Son, this hurts me more than it hurts you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think I'm enjoying this? Because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, he said, I, "I've broken one million points many times on high and gotten up to level twenty-eight before on high, although it keeps." Uh, uh, it stops keeping track at level 24, but don't play high because it slows the reactionary response. All right. Well, Ryan, sounds like you, did you win? Hold on. I got to go back. Did I, did I mention who had the high score in? You didn't say, you didn't give any names. You just gave scores. Okay. So it's not over, but 
Yes, Ryan is up there. Ryan Kimball is up there at 442,800 as of right now, I think. Is he the leader? Well, turns out. See, that was Ryan posted one week ago. And it turns out that Kyle Walker is above him at the moment with a score as of three days ago of... Four hundred and eighty-five thousand two hundred. So almost go, half a million points. That. That's what you got to beat right now. There's still time. There, it's going to be going on over there in the Retro Gaming Monthly Facebook group until the end of the month. If you think you can get half a million points, then uh, go give it a shot. Uh, yeah. So cool. That is that it for the feedback uh, from the Facebook group. That's it for the feedback. We do have one more piece of feedback. Uh, I bet you can't guess who it's from. Mm, Ryan Ballard. It's the Facebook holdout himself, Ryan Ballard. <laughs> he sent it to us in an email because he does not like Facebook. More power fair. to you, Ryan. That's fair. All right. He says, I think this game is solid in small doses. It's quite different from Tetris in that the goal isn't just to survive and collect lines slash points, but to eliminate the germs that are emplaced in the bottle. Choosing between the two, I think I'd prefer this. The soundtrack is catchy, if repetitive, and the gameplay gets there as well, eventually. But taken in 10 or 20 minute bursts, I can see this being fun over time. There you go. Now, hey, this, speaking of... Go ahead. I think we're about to say the same thing. Probably not. Okay, it'd be, it'd be cool if we were, though. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, speaking of taking out germs in a bottle, sounds like the new motto for this show. We're just basically Dr. Mario taking out them Genesis germs. Yeah, taking out germs. With some vitamins. No, I was going to say, um, there, there's this comedian, you, know, you were talking about uh, Facebook holdouts. There's a comedian, um, um Joe Mackey. He's the guy with the lobster joke that I sent you. Yes. Inside joke, which is nothing better. Great pod inside jokes between the people on the podcast. Yeah, but anyway, that's the best um, to podcast. <laughs> he said, I was watching the stand up with him and he said that um, I, I don't, uh, I, you know, I deleted Facebook. And every now and then I think I miss Facebook. And when I do, I just call up an acquaintance from 10 years ago and say, hey, what do you think about politics? <laughs> <laughs> hey, then I don't miss Facebook anymore. Uh-oh, uh -oh. we do have one voicemail. If you'll, uh, if you'll bear with me. I'll bear with you by telling you that we have a new NBA champion. Congratulations to all of our Canadian listeners as the Toronto Raptors. Just really? won the NBA championship. Yep. Who were they playing? The the Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Yep. Wow, the Warriors had won so many. Yep. So uh, I know we've got some Canadians out there. Yeah, congrats uh, to you, yeah. Canadian listeners. 
Do Canadians even like basketball, though? I think, I don't know. After I tonight, so. I guess they do, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see what this voicemail says. Now, I promised everybody that I would screen them, but at your request, I did not. So let's see what happens. I am going to love it. In discount health coverage, you've been selected to receive a low-cost plan <laughs> with high benefits. Due to our numerous attempts to reach you with no success, your eligibility it. will be revoked if we do not hear from you in the next 48 hours. You better call them and now. you will no longer be offered this plan during this enrollment period. Oh, no. <laughs> Press 5 to be transferred to an agent. If you would like to decline this offer and be removed, please press 8. Please enter now. Hurry, somebody press 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What how, a how, way to end yeah, the I was about to say, how fitting on the Dr. Mario podcast that we got a call asking us for to sign up for health insurance. All right, shout outs to the Wee Dude, aka the Wee Guy on YouTube. Go check out the Wee Guy on YouTube, and he's got stereoized versions of almost every NES game you can think of on his YouTube channel. So, totally worth going and just listening to a bunch of tracks and enjoying. Um, it's a real cool dude. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logo. For the two dudes in an S logo, shout out to David from Namo Gamo for our awesome Bit Brothers logo. Uh, go check, out, yeah, go check out their game Basketball Classics. Uh, we had them on the podcast earlier this year, maybe it was late last year, somewhere in there, mm -hmm. okay. uh, talking about Basketball Classics. That game is available and is awesome. Awesome. Yep. Sure. So go check that out. And um, shout out to our other, our fellow Bit Brothers, Nick and Aaron, and all the things that they do, including <clears throat> Genesis Germs, the mm -hmm. uh, Sega Genesis podcast. And that's it. Where can they find us? Well, you can find us, of course, now at more one combined group of Bit Brothers retro gaming community on Facebook. That's where we'll be getting all of our feedback. Uh, you can find us, of course, you can still go to our website at twodudesinanest.com, nesdudes.com, and nintendudes.com. And then you can always call us by hitting the logo on the website or calling, what's the number? 775-7-RETRO-1. Uh, That's also 775-773-8761. That's just uh, retro in the, ver in the number version there. It's the same number, either way. Sweet. And uh, I would also encourage you, uh, now that we are the Bit Brothers, to if you enjoy this show and you want to help keep putting gas in the car, so to speak, then uh, go visit us on Patreon and think about donating there. There's a lot of cool rewards and things to check out. That is patreon.com slash bitbros, B-I-T-B-R-O-S. So you can check us out there. And yep. I think... You know, normally I play the next game's music. I honestly don't know what our next game is. So, uh, and since I switched my vote over to Chill, that means Chill wins in a three to two uh, decider there. So, there uh, so we're going to play Chill. We're going to chill out as for our outro. So, until next time, later, dudes.
This podcast has been a Bit Brothers production, and this episode has been brought to you by our lovely Patreon donors. The following people have donated at the 32-bit tier or higher. Daniel Newton, and that's it. But we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Daniel, and everyone else who donates. But Daniel especially, thank you, dude. That's uh, quite the donation, and uh, we appreciate it.